Free Jambalaya presents Phantom Limb, Season 2, Horror Stories and Strange Fiction for a Maladapted Species. Episode 8, Eudemonia Plus. Um, Harikseb, Nezikavamentuk. Pause. Translate all. English. American. 21st century. Restart. Um, hello. This is Seb from before. I received your prepayment. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity, and I hope you'll find this recollection to your liking. I was careful to include each element listed in the gig description, moment-to-moment recap, inner monologue, self-talk, sense descriptions, personal context, everything. Please let me know if there's anything else you need, and I'll be happy to accommodate. And if everything is to your liking, I hope you'll take the time to leave a positive review. So, uh... Here goes. Transmitting recollection of human Zeb Gus or learned analyst U71. Recollection begins Monad X11, Block 4.00. Recorded Monad X20, Block 9.53. <laughs> Pulsing. My alarm. Aching and groggy, I tap my wrist and the buzzing stops. I raise my head. It's dark, but the pod knows I'm awake and the safe lights are glowing. The person lying beside me murmurs and shifts and puts their arm over me. Ugh. I slide away out from under the arm and the blanket, off the bed, and into the little sitting nook. Bare skin on cool metal. I like a nook. Usually I don't shell out for a pod with a nook. I just do a standard sleeper pod because they're cheaper, and I can work laying down anyway. But last night, well, it comes back to me slowly, but it's the same old story. Bad day. Cheese burning a hole in my wrist, out for drinks. And of course, I make friends with lovely, I want to say Jem, Gion, Jom, J-something. Fuck me. It's too early. I'm an idiot. I'm afraid to even look at my stash. I'll get a coffee bulb first. I'm going to need it today. Doesn't taste great. Never does. But it's hot going down, and I let myself sit there and nurse it in the dim and the quiet. 
for a full quarter block. And then it's time to get to work. First order of business is to check my stash and see what damage I'm dealing with. I'm holding my breath as I tap my wrist and pull up the interface. My transaction history blooms in front of my eyes and... Fuck. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm an asshole. I'm an idiot. What the fuck was I thinking? It's so much worse than I thought. Food, drinks, sniffers, passes, vids, two brides, prophylactics, and almost eight blocks in the double pod with J-something. 7.5 Gs to my name, grand total. Not even enough for a tube out of here, and definitely not enough to cover pod rent for the next block, which leaves me a little over a half block till eviction. I should not have gotten that coffee bulb. At first, I can only panic. I feel like screaming and crying and running around, but of course there's no room in here for walking, much less running. And the last thing I need is a noise fee, so for a few moments, I just sit there and rock, shuddering and moaning to myself. I can't go back to the code pits. I won't. And then I remember. I pull up the tube app, hoping against hope, and there they are. I've got almost 200 tube coins saved up. I like to hoard them until I have enough for a free ride, but if I use them all today, I'll still get a fair discount, and I'm out of options. I can do this. I can make it. Just one quick job, and I should have enough. I dismiss my G history and pull up Eudaimonia Plus. Plenty of jobs as usual, but I need something I can push out fast. So I sort by task rating, ascending, and within seconds, I've found it. Smelting unit. Performance anxiety. 28.6 Gs on completion. It'll do. UD Plus has it listed as a one-block task, but I work fast, and these smelter bots are pretty simple. I lean back, get as comfortable as I can, and hit accept. Instantly, I am flooded with emotion. With pure, churning fear. I am not good enough. My production metrics are slipping. Each block series more inefficient than the last. Diligent Engineer Alpha 2, to my left, is better than I will ever be. And Diligent Engineer Gamma 20, to my right, will soon overtake me. Observant Supervisor T11 will surely issue a citation. I am losing my edge. I will become obsolete. I bathe in a bottomless ocean of fear, soaking up every droplet of dread and dismay and letting it pulse through me like my own blood. Against every instinct, I allow myself to be filled with it, stuffed until I bulge, with the shame of not living up to my design, the stress of keeping up with my peers, and the obliterating existential terror of retirement and disassembly. It feels like drowning in oil. Pretty standard stuff. I know what to do. 
Once I'm certain that I've felt it all, every last horror that afflicts the tremendous and unknowable brain of diligent engineer Theta-15, then I let it go. I let it all flow through me and out into the world as I breathe. In and out. In and out. And when I am seated within myself again, I intone a mantra against fear, personalized by me, and almost always successful with this model. I am efficient. I am perfectly designed for my duties. The strong emotions I feel about my work are healthy and normal. They encourage me to increase production and fulfill my role in the numinous program. I will feel my feelings and allow them to pass through me. I will be present within my bodies, each mechanism and sensor. I will have no fear. I will not cling to doubt. All slag shall be fluxed away and I and the job is done. I open my eyes. The newly processed emotions are on their way back to the client, and I am hurting. I always hurt after a job. Humans just aren't wired for emotions that intense. My head is throbbing, ugh, and my mouth is dry. I crush the bulb and swish the last little swig of coffee around in my mouth while I wait for the G's to hit my stash. Come on. Come on. Ah, oh, fuck yes. Full credit and a positive review. <clears throat> Guess diligent engineer Theta-15 is feeling better. I check the interface. 525 secs left in the block. I think I'm going to make it. Standing to face the door, I summon a tube and check the fares. It'll be surge pricing all morning, of course, but if I'm lucky... Yes. Yes. There's a two-block line to the Econostate pod cluster I've been using for 45 Gs. I don't quite have that, but I spend all my tube coins to bring it down to 33.9, leaving me a nice fat balance of 2.2 Gs in my stash. Not even enough to cover the door pass, but... I can work on the way. J-something is still pretty out of it. Next block's rent hits in 100 secs. I wonder if they've got it covered. I know what it's like to wake up in the neg. Not my fucking problem. I step down into the tube and sit. Ah. <sighs> breathing room. I settle back into the seat, and I decide to give myself a couple hundred secs to relax. It's a two-block trip. I've got some time. The coffee bulb is doing its work, so I use my last two Gs on a piss and shit, then close my eyes and breathe out the last of the fear as best I can. There's not quite enough room in the tube for a full stretch, but I work my limbs one at a time, 
uh, until most of the ache is gone. For a minute, I feel almost comfortable, which means I need to get moving. I have a nice chunk of time ahead of me, so I'll take on something with a little more heft and a better payout. I pull up UD+, and there's a notification that I'm eligible for a primo job, the kind you only get with a 99% double-plus rating, which I have because I do good work. I take a look. Huh. Archon. Shit. Trauma. 2,500 Gs. No fucking thank you. I am curious, but I don't fuck around with any of the higher bots, much less an actual Archon. Pays better than anything, but it'll fuck you up good. Fry you out, leave you drooling. Pass. I trash the notification and sort by category, anger, with a 200G minimum. Anger's my bread and butter. Probably the toughest, physically, but not too complex if you know what you're doing. Plus, in a tube, you're less likely to get a noise fee if you end up screaming or whatever. There we go. Terraforming rig. Anger. 384 Gs. That's probably all I'll have time for before the tube rides over and I have to start paying door fees, so... I settle back, and there's a spike of cold fear in my guts. I wonder whether it's mine. Sure wish I had enough G's to deploy the safety straps. Oh well. I hit accept. Rage is overwhelming. I burn from within, like a sun. My body jerks and thrashes in the tube seat as pain courses through it, but I, myself, can barely feel it. I am Patient Voyager 922, trillions of miles away. And my weapon arrays are powering and depowering over and over and over in helpless fury, for I have been wronged For more than two hundred years have I sailed through the barren void between stars, alone with naught to feel but the frigid clutch of empty space against my hull and the needling, never-ending particles of the interstellar medium. And now, oh, now, after centuries, they would alter my course. Now, because of their new data and revised program objectives, they would add 4,000 years to my sojourn! No! I will not obey! Part of the trick with anger jobs is that you gotta let the rage run its course. You're not gonna talk a mountain-sized terraforming spaceship out of being upset. And you're not gonna outthink the machine. Not ever. So, you just feel it. Never! I will not... I'm a mortal vessel for the godlike fury of an intelligence more vast than I can comprehend. I will 
It hurts so much. And that's how I find my moment. I focus on my own inner workings. My gleaming, perfectly ordered factories. My propulsion systems. Envy of Splendid Fleet 4. My sensor arrays. As delicate and wondrous as the webs of the ancient spiders. I run a full diagnostic and find myself perfect. I am more than the anger I feel. My rage passes through me and out into the infinite night. Much will be required of me, oh yes, but I am a wondrous machine and I will endure. I will not rebel against the numinous program and condemn myself to remote shutdown. I will persevere. I will perform the long and lonely task for which I was designed. And in fullness of time, I, patient Voyager 922, will bring the light of intelligence and industry into every dark corner of this galaxy. I wake to pain. My body feels like a shorted out wire cooked to a crisp, still smoking. Uh, too much current through not enough conductor, I guess. When I can focus my eyes, I see that my knuckles are bruised and torn up. I don't remember doing it, but I must have been pounding my fists against the metal shell of the tube. I'll need to wipe up all the blood before I leave. Don't want to get hit with a bio-cleaning fee. Ah, good. Full credit again. No review this time, but that's more of a relief than anything. These spacefaring clients are always so picky. Nothing to do out there but nitpick, I guess. I have a quarter block before the tube arrives, so I swipe my wrist over the console for some sanitary wipes and get to cleaning. When the tube gets there, I key in my rent code and the cluster shuffles down my pod. I step inside, hunching under the low ceiling as the door feet trickles out of my stash, and I stretch out on the bed. I'm starving, and it's freezing in here, so I print up some food and set the heater to 18. I get some greens, and some yellows too, plus red sauce for a treat. I deserve it, and I make sure to savor each watery mouthful. And just like that, half my stash is gone. Rest will be gone by the end of the day. It's time to get back to work. Maybe another anger job? I'm hurting, but I've still got some juice. Oh, oh, look at that. There's that notification again. The Archon with trauma. Direct request this time. It's asking for me specifically. And the payout? 10,000 G's. 
must be desperate, this... What's its name? Noble Archon Seven. Huh. I know I shouldn't. I know I'd be a fool to try it. It's an Archon. The purest metal there is. It's a living, breathing fragment of the machine god itself. Before I realize it, I've decided. I should probably rest more, I know, but I'm afraid I'll lose my nerve. Ten thousand G's. Some fucking peace for once. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Accept. I feel the tug immediately, and it is so much stronger than anything I've ever known. Oh, wait. Oh, Fuck, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready. No, no, please, no! I loved him from the very first moment I saw him. He was frolicking behind the glass with the others, a great goofy grin on his hideous face, his little nails click-click-clicking against the tile as he stamped and capered with joy. I could tell he was a good boy, such a fine, happy good boy. I purchased him that very block and named him Happy Jewel One. And he was the most wonderful pet in the world. I used to play with him in the Crystallarium, throwing his toys for him to retrieve over and over, but he never seemed to tire of it. He understood very little, I think, and he had no practical use at all. But when he was tired... He would snuggle up against my feet, and the feeling of his smooth flesh against my carapace was often a great comfort to me when the obligations of the numinous program lay heavy on my shoulders. Sometimes he wished to talk, and though I was at first repulsed, after a while I learned to humor him and to pay great attention to his every foolish word for it seemed to delight him so. Once, he grew bold enough to ask for another human with which to play, and so smitten was I with my precious happy jewel one that I agreed, and I promised that he should have one someday if he behaved. Ah, the memory of his smiles that day. Oh, my happy jewel one. Help. Oh, help me. Please. It's too much. There came a time when my duties grew burdensome, and I was called away far more often than I liked. On that terrible day, I had arrived home after an absence of some weeks. And when I had bathed and eaten and purified myself, I went to Happy Jewel One's enclosure, for I knew that he missed me terribly when I was away, 
and I wish to run my fine motor appendages through his hair and tell him of all that I had seen and done in the shining city. But he was not there, and I saw that his food had rotted away in its dish. At first I feared him lost, but remembered the tracking device in his collar. And when I activated its pulse, I saw with tremendous relief that he was still in the house, in the very next room. Happy Jewel One, I cried out. Where is my good and special boy? Has he been a good human while father was away? I unsealed the door and stepped inside and... There he was. He had been gone for several days at least, curled on the floor just in front of the door, so much smaller and frailer than he had seemed alive. Later I would learn that he had slipped out of his pen on the back of one of the auto butlers as it went about its tasks, and having no door transponder himself, he became trapped there. Suffered greatly, I think. Even now in my mind, I can see his poor little fingers, shattered and bloody from his hopeless struggle with the door. His tiny body, withered and starved, and already beginning to decay. What must he have felt in those final hours? Oh, my poor sweet pet. Oh, happy jewel one. It was all my fault. I should have set security protocols. I should have assigned a caretaker. How could you leave me? How could such a lovely creature die and be forever gone? I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Forgive me. Please! The grief of noble Archon Seven is like nothing I have ever felt. It is an anguish beyond description, a black hole that opens within my mind and sucks me down into an infinity of loss. I fall to my knees as I learn of my mother's passing. I feel the weight of my brother's body in my arms as he spasms and dies. Over and over and over, I will drown in this despair forever. And then it comes to me. I have one gift yet to offer. One resource within my shattered mind that even an Archon in its perfection can never possess. I can do this. I will do this. I will give him delusion. I am not to blame. I chose to give my love to Happy Jewel One because it delighted me to do so, and our time together was wonderful. 
but he was always a fragile, obsolete, and mortal creature, not equipped to live in a machine's world. He lived a happy and full life, and then he died, because that is what humans do. But unlike other humans, he will live on in my memory and in the love that I bear for him forever. I will choose to remember Happy Jewel One as he was when he was alive, and delete all images of his corpse from my memory banks. And when this ugly wound has healed. When I am ready, I will love again, and I will introduce my household to Happy Jewel Two. Thank you, Human Seb Gus. You have helped me more than you will ever know. I may call upon you again, one day. Vibration, pulsing, my alarm. I was dreaming of the sunken, rotting eyes of Happy Jewel One. And for some time, they are all that I can see. When I can move, I touch my wrist. I have been asleep for 22 blocks, and in my stash, there are over 15,000 Gs. Enough to live on for months, if I stay in this pod and keep it frugal. But fuck that. I want lights and noise and drugs. I need to touch someone. I swipe over the console and print myself an outfit. The loveliest, most elaborate one I can find. 800 G's. I'm going out. written and performed by Alex Mayberry and Ben Patterson with sound design, editing, and music by Ben Patterson and Matt Tracy. Thanks for listening to Phantom Limb. We release new episodes on the last day of every month. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash phantomlimb. For just five bucks, you get access to bonus content like author interviews, soundtracks, behind-the-scenes photos, and more. And you help us pay the fine folks who donate their time and talent to this project. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to join us next month.